Hello, welcome and happy new year to all of our listeners from Fantasy Fitbar Pod HQ. We are the podcast that talk about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. Is it a happy new year? I'm not sure, but as long as the Scottish Premiership and more importantly, Scottish Fantasy Fitbar is still going, I'm a happy man. How are you, Scobie? I'm all right. Well, I'm not in a shed. So slightly less entertaining start to the year. We, we really finished on a high um, with Jerry. A lot of good feedback from uh, pod listeners on Jerry. We will, I think, I think we're going to have to get Jerry back on because he's been such a big hit. Um, but yeah, here, here we are back in lockdown starting 2021. But sport can continue. There was a, I had a brief moment, I think you did as well, when we thought it might be um uh, an enforced break yeah correct i was a little bit worried and then um and then i thought scobie our trip to dubai would have been cancelled just like celtic players uh obviously <laughs> traveling to dubai during these times i mean st mirren got told off for car sharing like deducted points and celtic have flown to dubai <laughs> <laughs> oh it's bonkers it's bonkers it's, isn't it you just uh, can't we, really write it no, you can't. You can't at all. Um, every influencer and their dog seems to be in Dubai. Why Celtic thought that was a sensible decision is beyond me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the season that keeps on giving, isn't it? And COVID just keeps giving us these great storylines. It is. It is. So there's been so much action, listeners, since we were last in the shed with Jerry sipping on cans of tenants. Oh, that seems like a sweet <laughs> time ago. Hopefully we'll get to do it again this summer, Scobie. Hopefully, <laughs> Yes. And uh, so this podcast, we are going to try and focus on the games from the 30th. There are three games that we thought were good from the 30th and talk, chat about a bit of those teams. And then in part two, we're going to go with the 2nd of January games, the first set of games from 2021. How exciting were they? And then in part three, we will answer some questions and pick up bits and bobs from the Twitter sphere. Yep. Scooby, are you strapped in and ready? I am. First? A, lot of, a lot of football to get through again. There is, there is. And actually, I'm glad that we delayed the podcast this week because you were still hungover from seeing the bells in with your mum on her <laughs> name. <laughs> because what it has meant is that we've got some breaking news as we uh, bring you this podcast, listeners, on this Thursday night. And that is not that Stephen Robinson has left Motherwell. Obviously, that already happened. But his replacement has been appointed. And it's none other than Graham Alexander, uh, he was obviously capped 40 times by Fran uh, Scotland uh, and was part of that memorable uh, win at Hamden against France 1-0. Uh, his old man and grandfather are both from Glasgow, so that was quite a poignant one for him. He's one of four guys that got interviewed, apparently, for the job, Scobie, uh, alongside Lasley, uh, obviously the assistant manager, Tommy Wright, previous St Johnston, and Simon Grayson, a little bit of a left-field choice there. What do you make of the appointment? Simon Grace is an interesting one. I just, just kind of um, heard the news myself right before this as well. And um, yeah, look, don't know too much about his uh, managerial history. I know he was at Salford for a couple of years, wasn't he, before this? Um, but, you know, he always stro struck me as a, you know, good manager material, um, level-headed guy uh, coming into it. Obviously, he's never played in Scotland. I don't know if that kind of plays into the fact he doesn't know the league, the ins and outs. Um you know, he's, the, not, he's, no, he's no true Scottish man, so he yeah. wouldn't know how to do it. Like, I'm just glad he's not one of those sort of like, you know, like a John Hughes, like off the conveyor belt of Scottish old managers. Like, yeah. it's quite exciting, I think. Like, 
You mentioned Salford there. I mean, they were fifth and unbeaten and then brought in, uh, was it Paul Scholes? He was replaced by him. I mean, that was brutal. That, that yeah, sacking. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. So, no, it's, it's interesting. They also moved quickly, Motherwell, um, to have interviewed yeah. more managers. I, I don't know if they were doing them over Zoom. Um, but I would, I would hope they were, <laughs> they were to, be <laughs> to, um, to to do their interviews. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, we'll, we'll go into a bit more. But I uh, didn't didn't feel like Lasley was maybe maybe ready. But he's got a lot of work to do. Um, with that, he does. And, and interestingly, you know, he, he reached the playoffs, promotion playoffs, a number of times with Fleetwood and Scunthorpe. He was at before as well, and he's also generated income from player sales before. I think he got about one point two five million. Um, at one of those clubs, I think it was Fleetwood, um, that helped the, the, sort of develop their training centre and things. And as a Motherwell as a club, I'm sure Motherwell fans won't come ask me for this, but they do need to sell players to survive as a football club. And I'm sure that part of it got uh, the, the board quite excited as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, good appointment, interesting, but he's got uh, as a big job in his hands. Correct, correct. All the best. Graham. All right, well, that uh, takes us nicely into the first game I was going to talk about from the January the 30th, last set of games in 2020. It was Motherwell nil, Kilmarnock 2. I mean, who saw this coming, Scooby? Yeah, I mean, they were uh, on a run of five straight defeats going into Kilmarnock. Uh, I think a record only matched in its poorness by Motherwell, <laughs> who were winless in eight going into this. So, uh, pretty big. And certainly, two of, the, two of the sort of surprise um, packages at the bottom of the table uh, this season. Yeah, yeah, they definitely were. I mean, what do you want to take away from here, uh, fantasy football Scotland-wise? I mean, Kilty, remember Greg Kilty? Very popular choice in fantasy football Scotland. Do uh, I remember Greg Kilty, John? <laughs> Somehow he was still in my team. <laughs> you lucky bastard. Delivered the points for me. I think I was the only one that still had him after everyone else had jumped off the Kilty bandwagon. Uh, yeah, lovely strike set up by Pinnock, making it 1-0. Um, and then uh, shortly after the break, your man Mark O'Hara, what happened? Oh, no, he got done. Got done. I mean, it, it was a sending off, to be honest. Um, last man. I mean, that's where he's been exposed. You know, he's not a, a defender, he is a midfielder. And he just, I think he got uh, shown out of position slightly there and lost the, lost the penalty. And, you know, from there, Danny Whitehall, um, he scored the penalty and he also scored more recently uh, in the New Year's Day game. So yeah. he's got two goals in two games, 4.2 million. Watch list, I'd say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go further I had 4.4 million. Maybe I misread that. But um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got that in my notes as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 14 points in his last two games. That's pretty attractive, isn't it? I mean, yeah, he's right in that gap. Um, there's, a few, there's a few people you probably pull out there. Uh, I, I've gone with the Beaker. That's not quite um, paid dividends yet, although I was really confident about it at the time. Um, so yeah, he's 4.5. Ollie Shaw's in that range. Another you will talk about him, but another person that's quite an attractive option. So there's, there's quite a few of them. But if Whitehall starts, I mean, clearly Dyer's decided that it wasn't working anymore with Kabamba, um, as I'm sure most fantasy football Scotland managers decided as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he also I must say from watching him, um, he was playing like a man possessed. You know, he wants that starting jersey. He really, he was everywhere. Um, uh, in kind of both games, a lot of energy, two goals. I mean, you can't ask for much more from him. No, you can't. RIP Nicky Kabamba. Hopefully, we will see you again later on this season. I mean, what what else to take from here, Scobie? Was the theme well? Kilmarnock uh, goalkeeper Danny Rogers against St Mirren in the new year walked back into his net. Absolutely shocking. 
And then now that links nicely into how bad um, Chapman has been in goals for Motherwell, right? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we were, we'll go into that later. I think we're going to cover off the uh, a bit about Hamilton later on. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty calamitous, um, a calamitous sort of day for um, or, or period for for keepers in the in the league. Um, just a word on Kilmarnock. There, uh, they've got the most overperforming defence xG wise in the Scottish Premiership. So I think uh, things could get worse for Killy before they get better. Mm, I mean, he's a man under pressure still. That relieves a bit of pressure on Dyer. But um, yeah, they need to try and string a bit of a run together. Uh, and and, it, and in, from a fancy point of view, it does feel like you know both those teams. You kind of everybody and it, and everybody else has to be a bit fickle and fancy. You know, everybody gravitates towards them after a couple of good weeks. And in a way, we were all on the Kamarnik train. It was like get your three Kamarnik players in and stick with them. The run looked amazing. And, you know, we've kind of deserted them there. I think that's right, but. You know, yeah. it will come in waves. It will come in waves. So we'll have it to will. see. Where we're it will. Another another big away win on this day was at Easter Road uh, right. for Ross County for Yogi's men. Uh, they were like playing like men possessed, as you uh, to, to use your phrase for Danny Whitehall. Uh, Peyton with a goal from outside the box, and also ex Jambo Ollie Shaw running riot. How how did that uh, look to you, Scobie? Ollie Shaw's ex Jambo. Ex Hibs player, mate. Oh, ex Hibs. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You get playing against his own club. Oh, I'll sorry. sorry. Again. <laughs> um, I thought Ollie Shaw. You know, we talked about him a few weeks ago as well. Um, and actually, quite a lot of people brought him in off the back of that, and he was he was fantastic. I mean, sets up as you say, Peyton for the for the first. Um, Peyton's only three million, by the way. Plays regularly too. So if we're thinking that Ross County might. Do the do the Livingston going a bit of a run off the back of Yogi coming in? You know he's one to watch. Um, but Shaw, yeah, gets himself a, a goal. That's three goals and assists in his last seven. Um, again, as I was saying, he's four point five million, so he's right in that bubble of players that are in and around that value. Um, so yeah, I mean, they looked good, although Hibs looked awful, and I think yeah. that did help them. Um, mm. Hibs just. Yeah. Just on a terrible, terrible run of form at the moment. Hibs are on a dreadful run, and let's not talk about them much in this pod because I think they stink. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the last uh, game that didn't really take my fancy from here, but it gives us an excuse to talk about the greatness at Hamilton? It does. It does. I mean, I just want to sort of, sort of wrap up uh, Hamilton in a one here. I mean, yeah, as you say, there wasn't much to pick apart in this St Johnson Hamilton game, but away from home, um, a point for them is precious wherever they go. Um, Brian Rice described it as a nasty, gritty performance. I mean, I think most Hamilton performances are nasty and gritty. Um, yeah. You got to applaud them for their determination. A big point, and that's the kind of point that keeps you know keeps Hamilton in the league year after year. Um, so yeah, next up, newly managerless uh, Motherwell, led by uh, Lasley. That was his obviously only game um, at the helm. Massive opportunity for Hamilton. They took it. I mean, it was though one of the most calamitous performances by a, by a goalkeeper in the Scottish League I've seen in quite a while. Uh, so Hodgson gets them off to a flyer after 10 minutes. Really well taken goal in the edge of the area at first glance. But then you look at it again, awful piece of goalkeeping. Being as near post kind of bounces over him. Just, just a really weird one. But you're like, okay, fine, that's just a blip. Um, up the other end, Gurley keeps Polwether, keeps him at bay. 1-0 at halftime. Motherwell, you think thinking maybe still in the game. This is where things get a bit sort of 
nasty, to use Brian Rice's term. Um, Chapman, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if you've seen it. But Callahan comes kind of steaming in. The whole, the whole, uh, the whole of the internet seen it. The, the, the <laughs> gone absolutely And it was Bambi almost like, no, you know when you're playing FIFA and you accidentally take control of the goalkeeper and you press slide. It was sort of like yeah. he did that when he was meant to use his hands, and he just shins it. Completely yeah. missing it, obviously, because his shin's not that wide, uh, yeah. and it just goes flying. In. It's just, and it, again, it's one of those ones you first see it, you're like, oh, it's just a well, it's a good goal from Real, and you see it again. Oh my god, it's atrocious. And obviously, just he completely lost his head after that. Yeah. Third goal, Cal Smith heads. I mean, it's the slowest header you'll see. It bounces off the off the turf before it hits the post and then goes in, and he's still miles away from it. That's what he's doing. It was just shocking. Um, so yeah, more to the point though, a three 0 win for Hamilton isn't something you're going to see often. Their second win against Motherwell this season, so their you know local derby, they are very much up. Uh, four points in two games. I mean. That's massive. Just huge for them. It's absolutely brilliant. And, and just to pick out what I think the value is in fantasy football Scotland and Hamilton just now, you know, it's three, three clean sheets in five matches. A Dolphin, you know, we've talked a lot about him. You know, he's got the most interceptions in the league this season, Scobie. Out of anyone. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Second two, you'll have to hold on the second place, I'll tell you in the next part. Um, and then, obviously, Ross Callahan uh, back from his COVID scare. Uh, looked brilliant, looked like he never had COVID or whatever he was doing, self-isolating. He's now got four goals and an assist in his last six matches. And at that sort of three and a half million price point, uh, was one of the guys sitting on my bench uh, uh, for the New Year's Day games. That must have hurt. I don't believe he did have COVID. I think he was just in Dubai for a few days. Um, <laughs> but uh, Motherwell moves swiftly. I saw um, yesterday announced the signing of Liam Kelly, goalkeeper from... QPR, uh, so I think it's one and done for old Aaron Chapman. Poor old Aaron Chapman. Um, but yeah, Hamilton wants to watch. That kind of wraps us up though and, and leads us in nicely to part two. Welcome to the first part two of 2021 at Fantasy Fitba Pod Towers. Scobie, where are we starting with the 2021 games? There was a lot of numbers in there, John. The first part two of 2021. <laughs> Christ. My, my brain's melted. Um, where are we going to start? Well, look, we'll fly through it first um, because obviously it was the biggest game in the calendar. Uh, Celtic Rangers uh, meeting for the first time in the league. Um, the first time in the league? Right in? No, second. Or second time in the league. What am talking about? Second yeah, time yeah. in the league. Um, but, you know, matches huge, huge consequences for both. Um, you know, th- there isn't an awful lot to talk about, to be honest. Key points are Celtic were very much on top in the first half, and it was Alan Shagger McGregor that kept them in it. He was absolutely fantastic mm. um, and very much showed that he still. He's still got it. If, um, if we didn't have Davy Marshall, na 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 Davy Marshall, then I'd be calling him up if I was Steve Clark. Maybe we do. Right, to- Davy Marshall gets injured in the training camp before the Euros. Do you try and get Alan McGregor out of retirement? Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So he just done his 400th appearance for Rangers. 400 appearances. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, you know, 
think what you like about Shagger, but as a goalie, um, you know, just fantastic. Uh, he keeps Edward and uh, McGregor at bay with that amazing double save. And then the one to Griffiths after is even better. Griffiths is kind of falling over backwards and pings it top left. It's somehow he manages to get a glove on it. And you see it even better in slow motion when you see it. It's just fantastic. Um, but yeah, obviously the game changes in the second half. Bitton, who's in for uh, Julian, who got injured against Dundee United. Um, basically clearing one off the line and sort of a nasty, I don't know if you saw it, but he uh, nicked his boot into the ground. Um, kind of nasty looking knee injury, but I don't think he's out for too long, am I right? Is that, is that near bit on or near bit off you're talking about? <laughs> near bit on for the first 60. <laughs> and then near, near bit on for the last half hour. Um, yes, he takes down, rugby tackles Morelos, um, I should say, um, and sent off for that. And then and then shortly after, Arebo, you know, scrap, pretty scrappy, just rises and sort of heads onto McGregor's shoulder and ends up in the... In the goals, one nil. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a classic. Was no, it? it wasn't. I mean, Celtic battered them for the first twenty minutes, especially well, first half, I suppose, first twenty minutes especially. They actually didn't have a shot on target after the twenty-first minute, mm-hmm. and uh, seemed to be getting balls deep in XG this episode. So they both Rangers and Celtics XG was zero point nine for the game. XG so wasn't quite as excited <laughs> as everyone made it. But, you know, Celtic haven't really had that much of a problem attacking this season. It's been keeping the ball at the back of the net at the other end. Um, I, I really like Celtic players going forward. I think they're going to have to go for the... They're going to have to think that they can win every game and try and get the league back. Um, so I think it's time to, to fill your players with a uh, team with Celtic players. Who do I like from that? I, thought, I think Turnbull's an essential in fantasy football Scotland. Uh, Frimpong, still really good at the back and gets forward loads of like him. And then I think striker-wise, you know, we've got all the rumours of French Eddie going away again. Apparently he's got a new agent or something like that. So Lee Griffith seems to be the man for me that uh, should be in mm. most fantasy football teams. Absolutely. I mean, they were coming into it off the back of it was at least three clean sheets in a row mm. um, as well. So they are looking much more solid at the back. It is a shame that, that, that Julian let, um, you know, got injured and obviously now a bit on will be, um, who's kind of next man up, will be suspended. But, um, you know, still, you know, these Duffy's probably going to play. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's value in their, in their back and in the fixtures that they've got coming up, as you say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, moving on, though, um, a team that we just love talking about at the moment, and quite rightly so. Um, probably, well, actually, was it a big shock? On paper, it's a big shock, but Hibbs Livingston at Easter Road. Um, Hibbs obviously had played poorly. You'd think they would have come back in 2021 um, with a bit of a reaction after a 2-0 loss to Ross County, um, who, who's sort of propping up the bottom of the table there. But Livingston, seven wins in seven they were making, uh, looking to make it for David Martindale since he joined. Absolutely the form team in Scotland. Um, aside from sensational, of course. I mean, he is Lord Emperor David Martindale of the spaghetti had, right? <laughs> nine, nine wins in 10, 15 points from 15 in the league. The man can do no wrong. Nah, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and, and what he's bringing out of some of these players as well, you can see Josh Mullen has been a revelation. Love this. His goal here, you know, wasn't from a set piece for once. Um, which you you know he's got a few from or contributing from there it showed real pace went flying past Stevenson who admittedly is a bit slower than he used to be now 
Um, after Robinson played him through and slotted in, it was a great goal. Um, set the tone nine minutes in. What really excites me about that, Scobie, is how high his positioning was in the pitch, you know, going forward for fantasy football, Scotland relevance. I was, I was fortunate enough to bring in Mullen before, before the Easter Road game and was delighted to see yeah. him and that excellent finish. And then also got the assist for Guthrie, another brilliantly whipped ball in. It so, was, yeah. It was a little sort of like move, wasn't it? It took a quick corner and then whipped it in. Of course, big Guthrie standing there after after the ball bubbles down to him. Um, he scored against them last year as well in that fixture, Livingston Hibs. Uh, so likes a goal at Easter Road, but looks at it. Um, and Guthrie's just been great too. I mean, you, I must admit, John, credit where credit's due, you've been on the Livingston bandwagon uh, earlier than me out of, well, I've got McCrory as my other goalie, but I don't have any other Livingston players. So um, credit to you. J- John Guthrie, Josh Mann, are you going for a third Livingston player with their run coming up? Yeah, potentially. I mean, they've got double game week this weekend, though the Ross County game has just been pushed to Sunday from Saturday due to bad weather. So yep. you, know, you might get a postponement in there. But if I was to bring in a third player, I really like the look of Scott Robinson. Uh, he's now got two and two scored in this game. He's a midfielder at 3.7 million, but he's playing up front for them just now under the new Martindale system. Yeah, we love an out of a position player. You know, this is an FPL where all the strikers are midfielders anyway. They actually yeah. correct, <laughs> uh, correct guys. So really like him. Um, yeah, I'd, Livingston. You know, the defense has struggled a lot since you know Halkett went to Hearts in the summer. You know, Declan Gallagher is obviously now at Motherwell, um, but now they've only conceded two goals in the last seven games. So he's really tightened things up as well. They've just torn talk, off hearts, actually. They've, uh, they've just brought in Gavin Riley, who's been a bit of a journeyman. Um, he did play for hearts once, once upon a time. A classic um, journeyman Scottish footballer then, you know, playing for Queen of the South, Dunfermline, Hearts, St. Oh, Mary. walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I can't, can't remember. I think he, he may have been playing for us when we were in the Championship. I believe he was with us then. Um, I'd have to check it out. Um that was what yeah. which time was that that you were in the championship? I lose count this time. Just, <laughs> oh, fine. What did that one again? <laughs> Comedy of errors, this. Right, moving on from that. Uh, he's been at, I think most recently uh, he was down Carl with Carlisle. Uh comes <laughs> at 4.2 million. Um, we'll wait and see. I mean, the thing I would say though, I mean they've got their the strikers, the, the only person that's kind of played um and sort of state their claim in, in that jersey so far has been Pittman, 4.4 million. He's got 52 points, but he's played almost every game. Jet came in, he's kind of a big target man. I don't think he's going to be great, but um, so yeah, there, there seems like there's a bit of a there's an opening there. Um, so I think he'll get a chance, Riley, and, and maybe he might be a, another touch with Martindale magic. I, I agree, I actually agree so much. We were, we were tweeting earlier today, and Livy Nation has called me out saying that Riley's not actually played for nine months, so it will take him a little while to get his match fitness going. But interesting point. Yeah, give him some time. Give him some time. I just got to get used to that pitch as well. The all-weather pitch, which unfortunately they had to cancel the game on all day on because it was frozen. Did you hear? So, I mean, this is a nice segue into Aberdeen as well. So the yeah. Aberdeen living, they decided to take the snow off the pitch the day before the game. Now, the snow acts as like an insulator that keeps the pitch warm when it's that cold. So they took all the snow off, and then obviously the pitch was frozen the next day. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sort of peel it off and it would be wet underneath and therefore freeze just madness <laughs> oh man that's mental mental uh, yeah Aberdeen Dundee United we'll talk about it quickly just uh, covering off all the teams here um, you know moving moving on to them um, 
neither came into this game in bad form. Um, goals are maybe uh, lacking from both sides a little bit, but solid at the back. I think both managers as well. Mellon must be really pleased with his team's start to the season in 2020. You know, first year back in the league, and, and they've looked really, you know, like they belonged. Uh, and I think McInnes as well, would you not say? Yeah, yeah. Watched, the, watched all this game, actually, for my sins, you know, proper nil-nil draw. And it reminded me a lot of the game at Tannadice, the reverse one. Um, Aberdeen looked pretty decent in the first half, actually, creating a little bit more than usual, or they have been recently. Mm. Um, Dundee United, just to dwell on that point you say about Mickey Mellon, I mean, he's created such a great uh, structure of a team. It's very defensive. You know, they're not looking to, 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 to be attacking very often, but I thought um, Mark Reynolds on his return to Pataudry was particularly good in this game, marshalling uh, that defence. I mean, Segrist, I mean, if, if United keep holding him in January, they're going to do well. This guy is... Yeah. I know Celtic are sniffing around him, but I can easily see him going a big, decent club in England as well. Hopefully he stays. He's a great, great goalkeeper, you know? Yeah. Celtic are sniffing around anyone with two hands. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Can I just say, Dundee United's away kit is my least favourite kit this season. It is rank rotten, that purple number. Absolutely shocking. That's scathing criticism as well from Robert Scobie. Dundee yeah, United. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's bad. <laughs> a sartorial man. Uh, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, orange in one hand and then their away kit is purple. So they've got a fun, fun pair of colours. But no, good side. He's built up a good. Uh, squad there. Shanklin looked hungry actually. I must, I'll give that to him. He didn't score, but smashed off the bar of the doors, didn't he? Against his old team. I always forget that he played for, yeah. for Aberdeen. And he created a really good opportunity, right? I mean, United actually had probably the best chance in this game. I, you know, yeah. I'm saying try and create, but he created a really good chance in the second, late, late on in the second half. Shot from was it, yards. was it a penalty from Hedgesdale for Hedgesdale, John? I don't think so. I don't think so. Really? Oh, God, yeah. that's nailed on. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, you know, You've seen them given, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting the tangle, wasn't it? I don't think it was any malice in it. Um, and then Curtis Main started again instead of Cosgrove. Oh, I was going to have a rant about Curtis Main. I mean, he's like... <laughs> Take it away. We just, like, Aberdeen play a lot of crosses into the box and a lot of good balls into the box, and Main doesn't seem to anticipate any of that coming. So, like, there was actually some really decent deliveries from, like, now McGinn coming in this game. Johnny Hayes always puts a decent ball in, but... Mains, uh, Curtis Main's on his heels all the time, so he's always a, a yard or two behind where the ball's going to be. So then it, I just he just doesn't. I just don't think he's at the level that he needs to be to be an Aberdeen football. Yeah, he's like that. He's like that big guy that you play with at fives, big target man up front. He'd run all day, but he's got absolutely no idea what he's doing. Yeah, and he'll just miss. I think I'm just describing myself at fives. <laughs> so I am Curtis Main. Actually, we should tell the listeners my actual fives nickname is the White Emil. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the good Lord Heskey. Um, so yeah. uh, but he's a bit like that. He loves bags of energy. He's all over the place. He's massive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he built like a British shit house, but he's, yeah, I just don't see I, it. I'm so, so frustrated. Yeah, screaming at the TV, just making us change it. He wasn't, I mean, he brought Cosgrove on for the last 10 minutes. I don't know what that tells you. Um, so, you know, not great. I really liked uh, Robson uh, at United. Thought he played really, really well. I think yeah. he's a great prospect for Scotland. Another left back, just what we need, right? Yeah, exactly. We've got some good players in there, and they're not. Uh, we, you know, we speak about this quite a lot, but they're not necessarily fancy relevant. Harks and Bolton and stuff. You know, they just they've, they've clearly got a kind of squad. They've played them fairly consistently this year. 
Um, so yeah, I, I like I like where Dundee United are headed, and I think Mel is great, um, great manager, great for the league. So yeah, that kind of that kind of rounds us off. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Let's get into part two and let's do meaty questions in part three. And welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod. It's the first one of 2021. Scobie, have you been brushing up uh, your knowledge over the Christmas period? Yeah, well, I've done nothing else but watch hundreds of Scottish football, John. So, yes. By the way. Hunters. 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 beginning with the H. Uh, one of our uh, favourite Twitter followers, Hingme, has been in touch. In touch? In touch. And has asked Scobie... Uh, I'll put you on the spot first here. Who are the best midfielders to bring in that don't play for Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen or Hibs? Um, that's a very good question. Ooh. Just so I can... Well, I think, yeah. Mm. At the moment, it's a bit of a... I, I don't think there's anyone clear. I would have, you know, started season and immediately said to you, Chris Park, you know, he's been great and stuff. We were, we were, lo- we were loving where Kamarnik were. But since then, nobody's really stepped up. I do actually genuinely think, in terms of you've got to look there from a value point of view, Callahan's been fantastic. Hamilton are getting a bit of wind in their sails. Josh Mullen, you know, at Livingston, you've got to have him, especially with the double game weeks coming up. Um, I wouldn't go necessarily spending lots of money on, you know, anyone else. Um, I'd actually probably even rather bring in these guys at the moment than some of the Hibs assets. You've sort of said about Hibs. Um, but, you know, a, a word on Hibs, they have been appalling. You know, it was 1-0 to Rangers, what, 2-0 there at County, 3-0 to, um, to Livingston. Um, and I think it is, you know, central. I think they really missed Scott Allen. And, and just, you know, they've got they've got Gorgic good there and Newell that are sort of, you know, big kind of enforcers in the middle. Um, Ball's been okay and Spurs, great strikers, but they're just sort of lacking stuff. So actually, like, I'm not really that interested in, in Hibs midfielders. So, That's yeah, it probably would be... That's good because Hingme didn't ask you for him. No, 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 I know. But I'm just saying, I, you know, I actually I wouldn't get too caught up in that anyway. So, yeah, Callahan, uh, and, I, and I do like, I am a sucker for the Saints um, midfielders. Wallerspoon and Conway, I think, are always worth a look. Conway got a goal, actually, took the penalty the other day. So, uh, them to, uh, but yeah, Mullin. So, that's kind of my answer. There's probably four or five in there that I'd say. Um, put me on the spot. Oh. I'll put you on the spot. Shall, shall I take the spot off you? So, we, spot, uh, we, we ran a poll. Uh, just before the games on on uh, on the second, uh, the best 3.8 million O'Hara replacement, which was basically a selfish way of me asking Twitter what I should do with my fantasy team. <laughs> 400 votes, Scooby. 400. 400. 400 people, uh, and the and the the biggest vote was for Greg Kilty at 2.8 million. Come on, we've chatted about it a bit. I'm not a massive fan of that. Second highest was Jamie McGrath. At St Mirren, yep. 3.4 million yep. uh, on penalties. Had a look, had a good December, as did all of St Mirren. Um, but the, the, the pick for me, and we've, we've talked about it a lot, is Josh Mullen. Now, he only got 17% of this vote. So what I'm saying is Twitter's full of shite. <laughs> and uh, Josh Mullen's the man. Josh Mullen. Um, so, so, so just talking a bit more about the upcoming uh, double game week um, Livingston obviously got a few 
uh, players coming up in that Scobie and Aberdeen are also playing Rangers um, did you see I don't know if you saw the McCrory Ross McCrory stats um, that you've tell me again I did see something but tell me again so basically Aberdeen have won 63% of the games that Ross McCrory started and only 25% yeah. of games that he hasn't now, that was it. Aberdeen playing Rangers at the weekend, McCrory can't start against Rangers, his parent club. How does that figure in your, in your plans for this weekend? So this is in, in response to the double game weeks coming up. Um, do you go heavily into, into Aberdeen or, um, or Livingston? Is that your question? Yeah. Well... <sighs> Yes, I think, do you know what, because I'm in a bit of a tricky situation and say I've, I've got, um, I've only got one of each. I've got McCrory from Livingston uh, and, I've got, and I've got Ferguson um, from Aberdeen. So I guess what people are sort of thinking, are, actually, do you go as far as sort of taking a minus four, bringing in two of them, because then you might, you know, you'll, you'll get four games out of that. It's a dangerous game to play because it might all backfire. Livingston might have seen both the games. If you're bringing in defenders stuff, they might not score many goals. The run might end. Um, Aberdeen aren't scoring very many goals at the moment um, but I do think Aberdeen at the bat look quite solid so yes bring them in but I wouldn't go out of the way, out your way taking minus fours or minus eights or something to, to have loads of them because I just don't I just don't think that's going to put you standing in your stead yeah agreed Aberdeen have kept four clean sheets in the last five games yeah. and if they keep Curtis Main up front I think the only viable Aberdeen options are defenders because they don't like yeah. they're going to score any goals. Yeah, Hedges is probably the only other one. I think Ferguson, the, the, the clock's ticking a bit on Ferguson at the moment. It's getting a little bit... He needs, he, he needs a goal in this game week, I think, to get everybody's confidence back in him. I'm going to hang on to him because I've got a habit of hanging on to people for too long. Um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, Scobie. Um, a couple of signings I wanted to touch on in this part as well. Um, Brophy at Killy has signed for St Mirren uh, on a pre-contract in the summer, which I wasn't going to mention, but now I've read that Dyer is refusing to play Brophy uh, because he's going, because he wants out. So they're going to try and work mm-hmm. out a way um, to make this transfer happen in January. So wow, I think that's really interesting. interesting. And I like think that. that only enhances the you know Whitehall's um, value because you know Cabamba you know will player be rotated in, but Whitehall's going to be kind of clearly there, and he's playing Pinnock and Kilty and stuff as well in and around there too. He's kind of playing that front three all the time, isn't he? So interesting. Yeah, and then another bit of signing news that caught my eye is Tony Andrew, uh, midfielder at a uh, used. Um, fuck, let me start that. <laughs> Where is he signed for? He's signed. Tony Andrew. Another bit of signing news that caught my eye is that Tony Andrew has signed for Ross County. Now, this is a guy that is now 32, so he's maybe slightly past it. But once upon a time, Scobie, for Hamilton, scored 28 goals in 70 matches, and he's a midfielder. I remember him, actually. Where has he been since then, did you say? Uh... He's been at St Mirren and he was awful at St Mirren, judging by the, the, yeah. the trolls yeah. on Twitter. Interesting, though. No? So, um, what's that space? I was just going to flag up, you'll have seen it in the app if you've not already. You must use your wildcard before game week 33 
if you've not already. And in order, in, in order to, I didn't actually know this, um, I haven't studied the rules obviously close enough, uh, but you're going to get a second wild card for the split. I like the capitalised T and S on the split, as if it's the you know the new brand name for it. Um, but yeah, I, d- I didn't realise getting a second one. That's that's an interesting, um, and we'll make that final stretch of the season, um, you know, a bit a bit more spicy. Spicy, spicy. How spicy is the fantasy football pod league just now, Scooby? Oh, John, you put me on the spot there. I know it's part of the one thing I have to prepare every week. Um, well, still at the top of the table is winning, loser, draw. Andrea, well done. Doing very well. Establishing a nice gap there. The top scorer this week was... Oh, I did look at this earlier, actually. Yeah, sorry, I'm doubting myself. Macaulay's men. Katie Macaulay. 70 points. Wow. Very That's- good. Great. 70 points. Who brought that's fantastic. Tavernier, Guthrie, Mullen, McGregor, Goldson, Hope. Oh, I mean, great. Just just solid. It's all numbers at the back. All numbers at the back. Very good. Must be listening to the pod regularly. She is. She actually follows us on Twitter, Katie. She's a Livy fan. Oh, there you go. So you had the inside scoop on all those Livy players. That's good it. Stuff, Katie. Thank you and happy new year to you. Superb. Does that wrap us up for the first pod of 2021? It does. It does. An exciting season to look forward to, or a second half season to look forward to. Right. Uh, well, we wish you all the best for the weekend's fixtures. Listeners, please keep following us at FitBarPod, interacting. We love it. Yep. And we will be back next week. We've got the Wednesday game, so we will uh, be back around about the same time next week, ahead of the next deadline. There's going to be a few of those, a few midweek games. Anyway, all the best, guys. Always nice talking to you.